1: Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today.
0: Uh, Number three, it is God's will that you know and live God's word. It is God's will that you know and not only know, but but live God's word. Joshua one is our memory verse for this month. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Beloved, if you saturate your mind with the word of God, don't speed, read the Bible, read it slowly. Get you a whole Bible. Old Testament and New Testament. Don't get a half Bible, you need a whole book. Okay? And then saturate your mind. I take a passage and I go over and over. Right now, I'm, I'm meditating on Exodus 20. Now, I've already highlighted, I've already marked it. Now, I'm going to go back and revisit Exodus 20. That, that, that contained the Ten Commandments, you shall not steal, Balfour's witness against your neighbor. I'm just reading all of that right in that area. You say, well, what were you reading before that? I was reading the Christmas accounts. During December, I spent my time meditating on the birth of Christ. And then I look for various passages as it relates to the birth of Christ, starting all the way from Genesis uh, 315 and working my way through so that I can get excited about what God did for me in the fullness of time. You need to get to know your Bible, learn your Bible. The Messiah is in the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Both are equally inspired. You need the word of God. You need it all. This is the whole counsel of God. It is the book of life. It will bring transformation. It will open your life to new spiritual dimensions, the likes of what you've never seen before. Beloved, if you saturate your mind, your soul, spirit and life with the word of God and make it priority over the things of this world, you will have a fulfilled life. If you stick with this book. Now, you got to read other books, that's fine, but don't let it substitute this book. I get all you can see around my bed and my library. I got books everywhere in, the, in my office, books everywhere, but I got to start with this book first. The Bible. The Bible. If you stay with the Bible and you read it and you meditate on it, like that passage says, you will have a fulfilled life. You will have a rich life. Listen, you will have a rich life. If you read and meditate on this word, you will have a fruitful life. You will have a life that is filled with purpose And the scripture, the scripture says you will have good success. You will have good success. Success comes to those who are growing spiritually. How many of you want to be successful? How many of you out there want to be successful? Everybody's hand ought to be up. Then you need to be growing spiritually. If you're not growing spiritually, don't expect success. Number four, it is God's will that you listen. The word is listen to him amidst the competing voices of this world. It's a lot of voices out there, but you have to listen to the voice of God. Hebrews 3.15 says, while, uh, while it is said today, if you hear, my, hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in." the rebellion the gospel of john chapter 8 verse 47 also says whoever is of god hears the words of god the reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of god if you can see, hear the words of this book read the words of this book and deliberately rebel against this book that's a sign that you are not even of god he said how do you know that because of what the word says in john eight forty-seven. 47 who Whoever is of God, if you belong to God, you're saved by God, you have a relationship with God, you hear the words of God. And the reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. Beloved, a sure sign that you are saved is that there is an inner longing to hear God and not allow the competing voices of this world system, such as your friends, to drown out the word of God. You don't want the talk shows to drown out the word of God. You don't want the media to drown out the word of God. You don't want politicians, don't listen, don't let those politicians screw you up and mess up your thinking. I don't get what part are in. It's enough corruption in both parties, all those parties to go around. Your hope is not in politicians, it is in God. I see folk raging mad and cussing and acting all crazy and out of their mind, and all of these presidents, they all come and they all go, but God is still on the throne. Don't allow the liberal professors to change your thinking about God. Don't, let, don't allow the voices of social media to, to change your thinking about God. The lyrics of music to drown out the voice of God. In your life. The scripture says that the reason you do not hear the voice of God. Is because you do not know him. And there are a lot of competing voices. But you got to know the voice of God. You say well how do you know the voice of God? By reading this book. This book is the voice of God. The word of God. Instructions from God. It is a supernatural book. Preserved. Inspired. Infallible. Given for us, for growth, transformation and growth, spiritual maturity, uh, for, for sifting of our lives. Number five, it is God's will that you live an obedient life. It is God's will that you live an obedient life. Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2 says, now it shall come to pass. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord, your God, will set you high. When you obey God, he will set you high. Now, you know what's wrong, you older folk, too? Sometimes you try to promote yourself and lift yourself up. You don't have to promote. You don't have to push yourself. You don't have to promote yourself. The Lord will set you high above all nations. He will elevate you in the fullness of time. He'll put you in places that you won't be able to explain how you got there other than God. There's some of you under my voice. You got great jobs, great positions, and you don't even have the degree to get there, but God put you there. Some of you are over people, and you don't know how you got over them apart from God. Some of you own jobs you never thought you would work on. Uh, but God, he has set you high above all nations of, of the earth. That's how America, just a little over 200 years old, America became so dominant, so powerful, so fast, moved ahead of the nations. You know why? The na- this nation was founded on God. It was founded on God, and God elevated this nation, a young nation. Y- y'all think 200 and some years, y'all think that's old. That's not old. Go, go, Check out Egypt. You think America is just a little tiny baby with pampers on? In, India is old, huh? Europe is old. America is just a baby in light of all these countries. And so God will set you high above all nations of the earth. All and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Now, you know what? Sometimes trouble overtake people because they live so badly. But you know what the word of God says? Blessings will overtake you when you obey him. How many of you want to be overtaken by blessings of God? I mean, the blessings catch up with you and overtake you and shower you. Now I, I, would, I love that. The blessings are overtaking me. Because you obey the voice of the Lord your God, blessings will overtake you. Not cursing, not judgment, not chastening, not rebuking. Blessings will overcome you. Huh? Your fraternity, your sorority, your clubs, your being in this thing, your being in that thing. You in all these organizations. Jesus is not coming for none of that stuff. He's coming for his church. And he's coming for those who are, all that stuff come and go. You'll forget that stuff uh, uh, 15 years from now, maybe even five years from now. But
1: the word of God lasts forever. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently. Yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and He knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust Him, lean on Him, and to acknowledge Him, whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure. No matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on Him and Him alone to uniquely perform His good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues.
0: It is it is impossible to have spiritual success and be in God's perfect will. Listen, it is impossible to have spiritual success and be in God's perfect will apart from obedience to his word. If you want want success from God's perspective, if you want to be in his perfect will, then be in compliance to his word. One who truly listens to God obeys him. As a matter of fact, obedience is the word Obedience to the words of Christ validates your salvation. When you obey what's in this book, it validates and affirms the fact that you're saved. Okay? You can write that down. Obedience to the word of God validates, confirms, affirms that you are saved. If you're not obeying the words of this book, then you're in spiritual trouble. Therefore, stop saying you are saved if you're not obeying the words in this book. You say, why do you say that? Because of the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 15, which says, if you love me, obey my commandments. Obey my commandments. Number six, it is God's will that you possess spiritual discernment. It is God's will that you possess spiritual discernment. Proverbs 10, 13a says, wisdom is found on the lips of the discerning. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 also says, the man without the spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him and he cannot understand them because they are not, because they are spiritually discerned. The man without the spirit does not the things that comes from the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Spiritual discernment, you want to know what that is? You need it. You need spiritual discernment. Let me give you the definition of spiritual discernment because you need it and cry out to God and ask God for it. Spiritual discernment is the God-given ability to differentiate between good and evil. Oh, there, it's on, it's on the screen, good. It's the, but you need to be writing it down if it's not already on the paper. It, it is the God-given ability to differentiate between good and evil, differentiate between truth and falsehood. Let me tell you something right now, young folk, millennials, and the rest of the congregation. Without spiritual discernment, you will be exploited. Without spiritual discernment, you're going to make bad decisions. Without spiritual discernment, you're going to have more setbacks, more complexities in your life. Without spiritual discernment, you're going to be deceived. Without spiritual discernment, you're going to be ensnared, which will cause you to deviate from the path that God has ordained for you. Number seven, it is God's will that you screen your relationship. You need to screen your relationship. Refuse to let anybody in your life Psalms number one, verse one says, blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. First Corinthians 15, also says, don't be deceived by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. Beloved, the saying is old, but it is true. You can be no better than the company you keep. If you keep in bad company, I, I don't care if he's your first cousin, brother in law. That's some that's some kinfolk you need to cut her loose. That's my cousin. Your cousin's you, 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 your cousin go to hell. Or are you going to? Okay, you need to screen your relatives. That's there, there, some saved relatives. That's some now that relatives you can witness to, and they, they will always be your relative. You love them unconditionally. You be light to them, but don't you let them pull you in a dog hole. And if they're influencing you to the point that they're overtaking you, you need to cut them loose. Also, anyone that is a weight on your life, a drag on your life, a hindrance to your life, must be cut loose. And y'all need to do some cut loosing. That some folk need to be cut loose out of your life. You cannot make progress while holding on to bad company. I said again, you cannot make progress. Progress, all of you who are holding on to bad com- company. It is extremely dangerous to give too many people access into your life. So everybody just keep coming. Oh, come on. Oh, I've been looking at some somebody. Don't be so people dependent. Be Christ-dependent. Write that down. I know that's not on the screen. Don't be refuse to be people dependent and be Christ-dependent. These people will send you straight to hell. OK, so don't give everybody permission to come into your life and they mess you up. You know what happens? They mess you up real bad. And then you can't find that rascal. They gone to Oklahoma somewhere. You don't know, you lost it. You don't have no, no, no information on them. But they left you all screwed up. They mess you up real good. And then they disappear. Somebody. I can have some testimonials up here right now. Don't put your confidence in man, put your confidence in God. And don't, listen, and don't give social media too much access in your life. Ask God to help you control social media and not allowing social media to to, to, to control you. Stop trying to be everybody's friend on Facebook. They're not your friend. You don't know them. They're not your friend. Oh, no, they're not your friend. Don't look at me like that. I got a hundred friends, a thousand friends. I don't care if I don't have one friend on Facebook. I could care less. What a friend we have in Jesus. (laughs) Jesus is a friend that sticketh closer to to you than a brother. He is the friend above friends. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Don't get a Facebook friend. Get, Get the friend of all friends, the Lord Jesus Christ. Number eight, it is God's will that you resist temptation. The word is resist temptation and flee sexual immorality. Now, y'all, I know that's hard, young folk. The the way folk are now. you, You cut the TV on. They in skippy underwear, skippy bathing suits. They really, they really just about naked. The goal of this world is to contaminate you. I'm gonna tell you that to contaminate you. The goal of Satan is to contaminate you. It is God's will that you resist temptation and flee sexual immorality. First Corinthians 6:18A says, flee sexual immorality. Second Timothy 2.22 also says, flee also useful lusts, but pursue righteousness. Here's what you pursue. Don't pursue the Spurs or Cowboys, don't pursue uh, don't, don't, don't pursue the Packers, don't don't pursue a people, don't pursue uh, whatever your your little cup of tea is. What do you pursue? Pursue righteousness, pursue faith, pursue love, pursue peace, and those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Young adults Young people, it is absolutely impossible to live in a sin-cursed, corrupt world and not be tempted. You have been tempted. I have been tempted. We all have been tempted. And there are more temptations to come. This world is filled with temptations. And they're designed to seduce you and to destroy you. Okay? Even Jesus himself was tempted but without sin. He did not say it, but he was tempted. You say he was just check out Matthew chapter four. You read it in your quiet time and you see the temptation that Jesus had in the wilderness when Satan came and, and Jesus was victorious over temptation by using the word of God. The best way to handle temptation is to do what the scripture says and run from it. Be mindful. If you don't run, you won't win. There are some things you need to run from. There are some people you need to run from. That's right. And there are temptations you need to run from. I mean, run as fast as you can. It is not a sin to be tempted. Now, don't seek putting yourself in the place of temptation. I don't care. I can just go in there. I can handle it. No, don't do that. But you're going to be tempted. But it is a sin to yield to temptation. Also, if you fall... I'm uh, uh, sorry. Also, if you fail to deal with your own pride, you are destined to fall into to sin and destruction. Pride will lead you to destruction. I can handle it. I got it. I'm not. I can't. I won't do that. I don't know how she can do that. I don't know how he can do that. I, I, I thought he was better than that. Hush your mouth. Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. First Corinthians 10, 12 says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he falls. You think you got it all together? You're so strong. You ripe for a fall. Any of us in this room can fall at any time. All you got to do is take your eyes off of Jesus. Get away from the word of God. Stop praying and you are subject to Fail. You are not so strong. You are not so spiritual. Neither me that we cannot fall. That's why the Bible says pray for one another. It is so easy to sin. I say it again. It is so easy to sin. Beware. Say beware. Beware. Beware that sin can take you to an early grave. Also God will expose sin that is done in the dark and in your private life. You keep on messing around, your mama may not know it, your your sister, your brother may not know it, Uh, your husband may not know it, your wife may not know it, Ah, but the day is coming, the day is coming, God will expose sin that is done in the dark in your private life. Numbers 32, 23b says, and be sure your sins will find you out. That's right, it's going to catch up with you. It, God knows how to shout your sin from the housetop. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 14 also says, For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing. God knows all your secret sins. He knows all our secret sins. He knows your past sins, present sins, and he knows future sins that you haven't even committed yet. He knows He knows the good and the evil. The scripture says in Luke 12 too, For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Listen to this. God exposes sin not to shame us, but to change us. That's why he exposes it. He wants to bring transformation. He wants to clean up your life. He wants to humble you. He wants you to depend on him. So he just opened up for everybody to see, humiliate you before a whole lot of folk so that you can turn to Christ and cry for his mercy. And when you turn and cry to him in utter desperation and hopelessness and humility, God will take you and he will wash your sins with his blood and give you a new start in life. Number nine, it is God's will that you guard your thought life. Guard your thought life. Second. Uh, Corinthians 4, and five says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. The key to living a victorious Christian life is to take every thought captive that is destructive and satanic in nature. There are some destructive, satanic things that come into your thinking. Your, your, your parents, don't sit here and tell you, don't ever say what your child won't do. Satan messes with your children's mind just like he messed with your mind. Okay? <laughs> so, so, every satanic thought that is, a, that is destructive and satanic in nature, you need to take it captive in the name of Jesus. You need to think on things that are healthy, wholesome, good. You need to think on things that are praiseworthy. If you fail to cast out these thoughts that are not of God, if you fail to cast these thoughts out at the point of entry, Satan will set up shop in your mind and bid up and build up and set up strongholds that are very difficult to break down once they become a stronghold in your thinking. Number 10, youth and millennials are required by the Lord as well as all of us. To be faithful servants, those are the two words. Be faithful servants in His church. You're required to be faithful servants in His church at Maranatha. If not, the church will struggle and di- struggle and diminish in numbers as more of the older saints go home to be with the Lord serving others I'm going to tell you something young folk serving others blesses God serving others in the church blesses the church and serving others blesses you serving others get your mind off yourself I got a question for you where is the
1: Lord calling you to serve in his church as committed children of the only true and living God we walk by faith and not by sight Life on earth is not easy, yet even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas or call us at 210-821-5683.